I want to make that veteran firefighter realize the experience he has, the the voice he has, the the ability to touch these newer people with the, in ways that I can't. Firehouse Vigilance presents the Weekly Scrap, a podcast dedicated to the never-ending fight against complacency. Firehouse Vigilance Weekly Scrap, number 43. Today on the Scrap, I'm very excited to have Jeremy Sanders, Crew First Culture. Uh, he's written quite a few articles on leadership, ownership, accountability, and basically on building a strong culture. I'm excited to have him here as a guest of Weekly Scrap number 43. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to come on. I've been listening. I think I've probably listened to all of them so far and really enjoyed kind of what you're putting out. So I first I want to say that with the lineup that you've been putting out, I, I feel way, way out of my league, but I really appreciate that opportunity. I can tell you this. If you think you feel like you're out of your league, imagine when I call them and say, hey, would you like to be on the show? And they say yes. I'm like, seriously? You would? Okay. Awesome. <laughs> so, you know, I, I completely get the sentiment. The uh, Some of these guys are just such heavy hitters that it's like I'm surprised they'll take the yeah. time. And what blows my mind is how humble impressive. and yep. uh, genuine every one of them are. It's amazing. That's probably why they're such yep. uh, they have such an impact. Um, so yep. – I always want to tell people who are watching live, if you have questions when you're watching live, uh, please interact with us in any way, shape, or form. It makes the scrap so much better. If you have questions, please ask. If you have comments, leave them. Me and Jeremy will both address them. I'll throw them at Jeremy. He can answer questions and comments, so please do so. Other than that, Jeremy, how's it been going for you? Congratulations on your podcast, Crew First Culture. I think it's 30 episodes and going strong, bro. They had uh, Brian Brush, one of my personal heroes, on there the other day. Man, I love that cat. Uh, I I don't even honestly know how to answer that question. It's, it's really kind of surreal to me. It's, it's small still. I I don't not pretending to have just tons of, you know, downloads and all that, but the, the level that it's gotten has, has really blown me away. I mean, I, I sent out a, a kids to Belgium today. Nice. Golly, that's, that's crazy. But I've had some really good episode, really good guests here lately and guests that that are personally mean something to me. You know, Brian Brush, and Justin Mann have they're they're really why I'm sitting in this chair right now instead of just being happy with a mediocre company minimum standard career. And and I, I wanted to honor them with getting them out there and, and just, just letting them speak some of their mind. And, and it was, it's just amazing. I, I'm just blown away constantly by the, the people that, that respond to different episodes and just where it's listened to. And it's, it's been awesome. I, I, I it, it humbles me for sure. And, and I just enjoy, I enjoy meeting people like you and you know everybody else that, are like-minded and, and want to do great things and, and are just in it for the passion and the, you know, it's just, I love it. I love it a lot. So. No, no, it's that, that whole leaving it better than you found it and trying to throw something back at it, man. It's just, it's hard to knock, man. Uh, yeah. All right. So um, for those of you who don't know, 
uh, the scheduled guest for this week. I've been trying to get Jeremy on the weekly scrap for I don't know. We started talking like I don't know three months ago when we when we first met yeah. like four months ago, five months ago. And Probably been, yeah. And then it was we, before the yeah the yeah, podcast. Before, yeah. So uh, and then we've been interacting and stuff like that. I came on your show and it was it was a an honor and pleasure and it was a lot of fun. And I was going to have you back on. And so tonight opened up and I called you and you said you were glad to do it. And so I can't say thank you enough for, for doing that. And so what my plan here tonight is, is I've been wanting to do this show for a while, but I didn't know someone to do it with. And then I was like, hey, Jeremy, would be perfect. So <laughs> what it is, it's nothing but uh, if, you, if you go out there on the interwebs and use the Google and search Fire Nugget One-Liners, there is a page that is like 100 quotes that were submitted by firefighters. I don't know when they collected them all, but it's nothing but fire service related quotes. And I went through and I handpicked like 30 of them that I really liked. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to read them and then we're just going to discuss what we think of them. And hopefully people will chime in a little bit and talk about what they think of them too. So are you up for the Sounds challenge? Good. That's the big question. Let me point at the camera. Absolutely. The um, if there's nobody better than just anonymous ad-libbing than me. So fair enough. Go ahead. <laughs> like adapt and overcome. That's what we do, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, so here we go. This first one comes from Chief John Wagner, Bedford, Indiana. And so, and, and one thing I want to say about these quotes is they are all from firemen, but that doesn't necessarily mean the quote was said by him. He might be quoting Julius Caesar or okay. Theodore Roosevelt yep. or whatever. Yep. So, but it is their favorite yep. quote and the one they submitted for this Fire Nugget one-liners. I don't claim any sort of uh, authenticity on who it's attributed <laughs> to. So. That's my caveat, my, my disclaimer. Um, so here we go. From Chief John Wagner, Bedford, Indiana. What we think or what we know or what we believe is in the end of little consequence. The only thing of consequence is what we do. That was submitted by that Chief John Wagner. What do you think, Mr. Sanders? Uh, to me, I mean, to, to break it down, sounds like actions are actions mean more than words basically to me if, if you want to it i almost had to write that down because it, it's, it's so kind of wordy right to me that's kind of what it sounds like and man i i'm all about that you know you you tell me that you want to do good you want to change your attitude you want to step up your training and all that that's great right but let's see it let's let's get out there and let's do it and i'm i'm all about some action over words <laughs> Mark Von Oppen chimed in and said, too long, read it again. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I can't argue that, but Jeremy succinctly uh, summed it up in actions speak louder than words. Talk is cheap. Uh, yep. uh, yeah, actions are what matters. All right. Moving on to number two. Quote number two. Those who can't lead manage. Those who can't manage micromanage. And that's from Ooh. Anonymous. This is right up your alley right here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what do you think about that one? It's, it's number one of the uh, big four because Mark Von Oppen just chimed in with do your job. And so right, yeah. uh, I think I, since Mark's talking to us right now, I think that last week he touched on it on the scrap when he said uh, manager's not yep. a dirty word. And I, to yep. me, I mean, it's always been a dirty word. So that was kind of an eye opening thing yep. when he said that. That was an interesting thought for right. me as well. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, see, we talked about it last week. I'll, I'll take it further than that, though. I'll say, I, I do believe that now. The man, a manager is not a bad word, but 
you would have to prove me pretty you'd have to give me a lot of evidence to prove me wrong of saying micromanagement is a bad word oh no i i'm 100 percent. i'm the choir that's that's one of that's top 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 level of bad bad i I don't know what you want to call it I i don't want to call it bad leadership because to me it's it's not leadership but you know it's well, one of the things that blows my mind on micromanagement is that there is not a micromanager who live <laughs> who believes that they are a micromanager. So, in other yeah. words, they always think they're helping. They always think they're showing you how to do it better or how they would do it. You know, it's, yeah. so in their heart of hearts, I think they're really trying to do good. Yeah. It's just, hey, get off my back and let me do what I do. Yeah. And so, yeah. but it, again, it is a mar- Go ahead. I was just going to say it's it's a it's a morale killer, an attitude killer. It's a just if you have somebody with a great work ethic, work ethic, it's going to kill it. You know, if if I'm going to work hard for four hours and then you're going to find something else for me to do that's you know to 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 make sure that I'm staying busy, then I'm just going to make that one task last eight hours. Right. You know what I mean? And so it, it's it's a killer all the way around. It is the assassin of uh, of drive, basically. Micromanagement will kill yep. drive. Yep. And I think uh, Mark Von Oppen chimed in again and said, "I am the dirty word," but I think Brian <laughs> Brush Brian Brush said it best when he said, "Mark Von Oppen is a beautiful lover," and I think that sums up this whole conversation. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. All right, that's where we can we can move on from there. Yeah. All right. In the fire surf, uh, next next quote. I'm sorry. This one again comes from Chief John Wagner of Bedford, Indiana. It said, or it was submitted to the, uh, anyway, in the fire service, uh, in the fire service experience, okay, i got to get this right because the punctuation is kind of rough on my copy. In the fire service, okay. experience is invaluable. You learn from great officers and firefighters as the years go by. Unfortunately, you learn the most from the bad ones for they show what not to do. True or false? I, I will... I will say I'm pretty much – I will give a true on that for sure. It just – and the reason I say that is just personal experience. I, I, I won't pretend to know, you know what everybody's experience are, and I, and I don't like – I don't like – I'm like you. I don't like the always and never comment on anything to sure. do with fire service. So I'm sure there are some, some give in there. But for me personally, I know that I have learned a lot – a lot from the lesser of the officers that I've worked and I've learned, you know, you, you learn from the good ones too. I mean, I, sure. I learned how I want to be treated because this guy treats his crew wet that way. And I, I liked how that felt, but a lot of that just, it just comes natural. You know, it, you, you, you know how to treat people. It, you don't have to be taught that kind of thing, I guess I'm saying. And so you see people that, know treats you like you know you're lesser than than their level or you or their micromanagers or they just don't trust you to do anything or there's people that withhold knowledge and information for power and man you you learn real quick when you see and work for those people that i don't want to treat people like that right i i agree 
And I will say this, that everybody's an individual, obviously. I'm going to make a uh, really obvious blanket statement. But it, it's weird how some people get impacted by a positive mentor, and that's what when they say, no, no, the, the good ones are way more impactful. And it, it just means that yeah. they, they've had a lucky career or lucky job so far yes. where they haven't yeah. had that negative impact. But it's a good debate yeah. on which one has a bigger impact, a bad versus and a I good. Think, I think it's if you haven't had some of that, bad leadership, I guess, if quotation marks, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to call it, if you haven't had that, then you don't have a real picture of, of what you want to come. And you're, I don't think your vision can be as, as true to form if you haven't seen a well-rounded arena of leadership, good, bad, you know, in the middle, all that. I think that really helps you build Builds your culture that you want to create, and it builds the leadership model that you want to you want to work off of. And I, I think it I think it's good. You know? No, it definitely. I mean, it's definitely the whetstone that will sharpen the blade of your leadership skills if you get yeah. one that that makes you dread coming to work. I can say this is that if you have the ability to make this job where people don't want to show up, then you are a special kind of butthole. You. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because it's a, it's, try. A, it's, yep. a, it's a, it's a, this is the greatest job on earth. So that's my opinion for what it's worth. Uh, moving on to oh, the yeah. next one. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, mediocrity is easy. Don't be easy. And that one comes from Lieutenant, Lieutenant Stephen R. Powers, Clintwood Volunteer Fire Department. Mediocrity is easy. Don't be easy. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. Uh, I feel like, you know, I I try to be honest. You know, on my episodes, like the ones that I'm talking, just myself and telling my story or things like that. I am not pretending to have always been fired up. I'm not pretending to have always been passionate about growing and and learning every day and training every day. I I have been the guy who has not wanted to come to work. I have been the guy that has been okay with sitting in a recliner as long as I was able to sit in a recliner, I've, I've been the guy that hadn't worked out for six months. I've been that guy. I've been that mediocre guy. And, and so I think, I think being kind of in a pattern of growth and in a season of growth that I'm in right, right now, it, it helps me to be compassionate about those around me that I'm trying to lift up trying to kind of get fired up that just aren't getting it right now. It, it helps me understand kind of what they're feeling. And, and so, you know, I, I agree. You know, I, I, I think our job, you know, mediocre, mediocre gets you a paycheck, mediocre, you know, it, it you can keep a job at mediocre, right? but there's just so much more, you know, that, you can reach people. You can help people. You can touch people's lives. You can, you know, you can make a difference in so many ways. And man, if if you aren't doing something every day just to grow, just just to grow a little bit, it it it's just important to me now that I kind of see where I was and and now where I'm kind of at. It it's big. It's big to me for sure. No, a hundred percent. Because I think, and, and people who don't know my story itself, which is, well, I hired on very young, and I did not appreciate the job, and I took it for granted. And it's easy to go from that, in a, especially in a, uh, 
in an unhealthy culture to just kind of go 10 toes up, be in a recliner, kill as much time as you can. And, uh, yeah. again, thought that we haven't mentioned his name enough, Mark Von Oppen and Brian Brush, both of those guys had a huge impact on me yeah. and turning the trajectory of my career around to where now I'm doing stuff like this, trying to discuss passion in the fire service. So, um, yeah. There is no doubt, and that's the you know, Firehouse Vigilance byline is the never-ending fight against complacency. And, and complacency and mediocrity are just hand-in-hand. Hand. They're, just, they're just killers, and they, they're so insidious yeah. and so uh, just they creep in, and you don't even know they're there. Yeah. And uh, you have to stay vigilant. So anyway, yeah. that's a very simple quote, but I, I really do like that one. So that's, that's really good. Bring it yeah, up. It's a good conversation. I mean, that's a whole podcast right there. <laughs> There's no, some of these are, uh, I, well, like I said, I'm glad I have you on to discuss them. So yeah. next quote is from Lieutenant Brian Cairo, engine 14 C, uh, on duty, Escambia County fire rescue, Pensacola, Florida. And he says, turn the new guy into something he doesn't know he can become. Love it. Right. Well, that I, sounds I like I, first culture right there. I wish I came up with it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man, that yes, that that's that's where I'm at right now, and and that's exactly what I am fired up to do right now. Is is I want I want to make this guy that just came out of sorry correction this firefighter that just came out of rookie school. I want to make him better than me someday. I want to make this twenty year twenty five year firefighter that has really not ever done anything in a leadership role, I want to make him realize, I keep saying him, I'm sorry. I only work with men, so I'm sorry if I say men or firefighter, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't mean it. I, under, I, I do understand. I want, <laughs> our, our, our I want to make, <laughs> I know you're widespread, so I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. No. But I want to make that veteran firefighter realize the experience he has, the the voice he has, the the ability to touch these newer people with the, in ways that I can't. You know, I'm an 18 year. I've been on 18 years. I'm a captain, but I don't have the voice of a 20 year firefighter when it comes to that. And so, you know, if I could take those those firefighters that have been on, and I think that's even the bigger step is. You know, teaching the new firefighters to become great, that's awesome. And I take a lot of pride in, in wanting to do that. But to me, it would even be even more, I'm trying to think of the right words, it would even mean more to me if I could turn that 20, 25-year firefighter into somebody that he didn't even know he was. That's nice. Into yes. somebody that, that truly reaches above and beyond his expectations for himself that that right there will, you know, if that happens to me, that would be like, wow, you know, that really means something to me as a leader. No. And what blows my mind is when you have uh, like the 20, the 25 year guy, you know, insert um, the senior man, so to speak, that man, again, I'm falling into the same trap that, that firefighter rarely realizes the impact they have just in their yes. actions and attitude, you know, the, the yep. new guy, the new firefighters that are hired in that come in, uh, they look at them and say, that person sets the tone for how they, they're the kind of their underlying theme. Like I, I believe the company officer sets the tone for the station hundred percent. 
but that what's allowed and what's um, kind of the yep. undercurrent is set by that senior man yep. so much. And if I, if you can get oh, yeah. them to understand that, then you, you are so yeah. far ahead of the game and the impact you can have will, will just, just stretch. So, yeah. And man, I, that just, just changing, you know, just, and that's another culture thing. You know, you, if you would just have one thing to change about a department and you have a department that's okay. And, Oh, everything is like you said earlier, mediocre and, and, and your and your firefighter, your senior firefighters are just oh you know, they're they're there they do job good, but they don't really reach out to anybody they don't teach anybody you know if you just changed that if you just changed the mentality of those senior firefighters turned that into a I'm here to teach I'm here to pass this on to the next person to make them better than I am if you could change that one thing dude it. I guarantee you that would be a drastic, drastic difference in what no, those departments would be. Massive impact, especially when you when you yes. extrapolate out over the long haul. Just just how much impact oh, it yeah. has on those guys. Yes, hundred percent. All right. I love it. All right, here's another short and sweet one that's hard to argue with. So uh this is from Daryl Trout, engineer, South Metro Fire Rescue, Colorado. He says, Don't be a weak link. Learn something new every day. Some of these are just true. Yeah, and, and yeah, and again, that's that's kind of where I'm at. I just, you know, I, I sat down with with my crew. Oh, it's probably maybe been a month ago now, and just was as honest as I could be. You know, I I wasn't happy at that time. I, I wasn't. We we had fallen into a slump with this whole COVID and lockdown and you know everything else and. I am at a stage right now where I need to be fed something every day. I need to feel like I'm growing a little bit every day. I just, I need to be doing something. And, and I, I told him that, you know, and I said, I want a crew that wants to do that with me. And I want that to be you. Uh, that's you are the people that I want that to happen with. But, but if that's not for you, if, if, you know, if, if that's not where you're at, that's, that's fine. I'm not going to take it personal. I got to ask how, but how I, that's what, that's what I want. Yeah. How no, they, go ahead. How did they respond to that? That that like that opening of your heart and that challenging them and telling them where you wanted to go type thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's lot, lots of you know everybody's on board type attitudes and I I have a good relationship. I, I'm speaking I'm speaking myself for others, so you know to take it for what you will. But sure. I feel like I have a really good relationship with I've I've got a five man a five person crew, so it's me and four people. And so it's a small crew and, you know, we're, we're tight. We're literally together from six thirty in the morning till sometimes 12 o'clock at night, just hanging out because right. we enjoy each other. And so I, I've, I've got a good buddy and boss relationship with them. I, I am, I feel comfortable saying, and so I know that the people I have on my crew will do anything they need to do if only just to make me look good because they respect me and, and, you know, that's the kind of people they are. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it, and I, I just felt like at that time I needed to be honest and lay it out. And if there was somebody that legitimately didn't want to be a part of that, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take it personal. I, like I said, I'm not, I, I would rather help that person find a crew that's good for them 
and then bring somebody else that wants to be a part of that than to just make it awkward for everybody. So, you know, it's just, uh, I, I love it. I love just growing and learning and, and just trying to get a little bit better every day. So that's all, I'm all about that. And then Mark said, and he's talking about good leaders versus bad leaders. The good ones stand out more in retrospect, which is a good point. When you look back, you say, that man really had a positive impact on my life. And the bad ones yeah. are immediately obvious. You're just feeling it oh, every yeah. day when you show up to work. <laughs> so that's a good point. Yeah. And Mike Bernard chimed in and said, it's how you reignite yourself. And I think he was talking about the uh, new guys into something he doesn't know he can become. Just uh, yeah. 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 So thank you for those comments. Moving on, this is one of my favorite quotes off this thing, and I actually turned it into one of the Firehouse Vigilance uh, memes with the floating words, and it is from Jay Lowry, editor, firefighterhourleague.com, ventingtheroof.com, and thinkingfire.com. But Jay Lowry said, this is not a hobby. And I love, love, love that quote. Again, there's not a lot of discussion when it's that cut and dry. Yeah, I mean, and it kind of goes along with, you know, some of the other things we talked about, you know, if if you view the fire service as a paycheck which again i i admit that i've been there so i'm not trying to cast you know something on somebody that feels that way but if if that's how you view it but you're just you're not getting out of it what you should be you're not giving into it what you should be citizens aren't getting you know the the response that they should be it's just nothing Nothing performs like it should if, if you right. are viewing it as just something fun. If, if you're a T-shirt guy that, that just wants to be there for the, the title and you know, getting the chicks on at the bar on the weekends, you know, it, it's, it's not good. Absolutely. And if you treat it like a hobby, then, then you're setting yourself up for failure. That's all there is to it. So yep. I love that quote. Uh, next one. Yep. This one comes from Lieutenant Billy Higgins, Southington Fire Department out of Connecticut. He says, you can only identify a great firefighter by what other firefighters say about him, not by what he says about himself. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a true to life statement right there. I mean, that, that goes just across the board for anybody. <laughs> yeah. And especially firefighters. I mean, I, I think firefighters are a little bit like fishermen. You know, you can't, you can't completely take anybody's word straight for what what they try to give it to you but no i I think i think a true testament to anybody is is what is said behind their back you know if if it's great things then you know if if you have people talking about the good things you're doing and the good whatever you're adding to the service or the department behind your back without you knowing it and that that speaks volumes of of, of how, how you're doing. And so, yeah. And one thing I want to add to that is that it, a lot of it depends on who is talking. So sometimes you just have to take pride in who is talking crap on you. If it is crap Uh, and just take pride in the fact, Hey, if they're saying it, then I must be doing something right. You know, and you just got to wear that. But I I do. uh, I love that when you're like, I think uh, one of my great uncles, I think he said, if you're rich, you don't have to tell people you're rich, you know? And so, and I always translate it into, if you're a tough guy, you don't have to tell people you're tough. And so, uh, that, I think that plays right into it. Next one. This is a long one. I saw something. 
Well, I just saw it kind of ties into what you just said. It's something that, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing, but basically, you know, if, if you I'm trying to think of how I said, basically, you know, if, if the people I don't have any respect for are talking bad about me, then that probably means I'm doing something, something right. Yeah. So I, I think that kind of ties, ties into hundred percent. Next one. This is a long one. So bear with me. I'm gonna have to read it twice. Okay. <laughs> All right, but no, it's uh, this is from Deputy Chief Ron Aoti, Group 3, Marble, Massachusetts. Uh, the fire service is a lot like a lighting store. You have your spotlights that shine brightly in one area, your floodlights that shine over a wide area, the rough service bulbs that get the job done, and then you have the four-watt nightlights that can barely find their way. Can't argue. Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to put it in kind of context of, in a, a way that I would explain that. How do you have any comments on that? That's, that's it, it kind of goes a lot right along. I mean, the, the, obviously the spotlight being your specialist and you know, they were, they were very narrowed, yeah. very bright, but they're very narrowed on what they're yeah. doing. And I, I can't argue that you have to have those, uh, the white area. Uh, those, those are you guys that just the doers, the guys you can say the fire and forget utility players. Oh yeah, you can say I need this done, <laughs> and you can walk away and count on it being done. Um, but uh, it's a lot like uh, Dave McGrill has his four four categories of guys, and I, I wish I could rattle them off off the top of my head. I saw his presentation, but it's really good. It's the it's the nice guy, good guy, um, you know, because they say, "Hey, how's so and so over there? He's a nice guy." And when you you know when a firefighter says that, they're, they're talking to he, you know, he's a nice guy. But I, I wish I could remember all four of them. But it kind of it kind of reminds got me got a of brilliant that. personality. Yes. So it kind of reminds me of that one. Yeah. Um, moving on from Fireman Bo Lightenslogger, Truck Ninety One, Tracy Fire Department out of California says, and I like it because it's a play on words. You can't judge a roof by its cover. Yeah. More of a tactics. So, so this is a, this yeah, and and I'm gonna go straight up be honest with you this is way out of my league we at the department that i'm on i have never personally cut into a roof on an incident so i will just throw that out there right now we we had a ladder truck but we cross man it basically and and we're, we're basically engine guys and and when we're called upon to do truck activities we do what we're called upon but but we're not we're not a vertical ventilation company so i uh, i don't feel comfortable even saying <laughs> just about talking about just because of my, no, my knowledge you. base we're in the same boat as far as we cross boat we cross a uh, man our engines and our ladders so our, our ladders are manned by engine guys who jump over and don't yeah. have specialty don't have uh, a immense amount of training on vertical vent um a lot of it being we're both from the same area of the of the country so yeah. that's kind of the the nature it's of the regional. tactics here it's regional and it's it's grown that way um, for the last yeah. 30, 40 years. And I think there's a shift, but, um, yeah. So I, I, I just liked it cause it was the play on the don't judge a book, but I yeah. do like the don't yeah, judge a book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do like this. Philip LaRocco out of ladder 148 FDNY said, before you can think outside the box, you have to know what's in the box, learn the basics, know your job. The rest will come in time. That's a good one. Uh, to me, that's that's kind of a like a, a train until you get a muscle memory type issue. Like, just 
so so for us right now, I'll just say kind of a personal standpoint, you know, we we've been really hitting like movement with hose, you know, flowing or moving while we're flowing water, making less, make by transitioning, things like that. And there's some serious rhythm to it. There's some serious just yeah, there's a feel to it, really. I mean, if you want to break it down, there's a rhythm and a feel to the motion. And if you aren't comfortable in that and you, you haven't done it a lot, then you will sit there and that's what you're thinking of. You know, you're thinking of how your body needs to be. If you are a person that's getting into it and doing it and your muscle memory is there and you just your body knows how to do it, well, that completely frees your mind up. To be paying attention to, you know, outside activities and, and dangers and things like that. So, yeah, I, that's a good one. Just working towards that unconscious competence. Just slowly but yes. surely sliding that's to that quadrant. Absolutely. Mark alone said, yep. boom. I think he agreed with you. So the fire inside <laughs> guy coming in to say yes. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I, one thing I do. When I, when Anytime when, he's on my team, I'm good with that. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's where I say you have to judge who's who's saying what. So if he's saying boom, then we know we hit something. Yeah. Back. yeah. Um, whenever people talks about the box and this is one, this is one of my, and I, this has been going around on social media, different pages and things like that. It's the tool in the toolbox and it's a tool in the yeah. toolbox. It's a tool in the toolbox. Yeah. And, and that, I, I feel like people use that just to end an argument more than anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever two people are arguing about yeah. tactics, they're like, well, it's just a tool. Just in the toolbox. agree to disagree. Right. <laughs> right. So, and I, and yeah. And so anyway, so for me, whenever they talk about the box, it doesn't remind me of it. But there's 100%. The basics, um, it's uh, – Stanley McChrystal talks about what separates the special forces from this, the regular troopers. And it's that if you are a special forces, everything they do, all the basics are off the table. They're done. They can do it. From map reading yeah. to pistol firing to communications to radio yeah. work. So you don't worry about that stuff so they can focus. Yeah. Hannah Elliott's coming at you and she says, I have a weird question. So that's always a good way to start. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I found that <laughs> remaining, <laughs> yeah, I found that remaining grateful while under poor leadership in the firehouse maintains a healthy mindset and rejuvenates the drive for self-improvement. What do you think? I'm throwing it to you first. I think that's an awesome way to look. Yeah. That's a lot. That's an awesome out or outlook on any, you know, life situation, man. If, if you if you have the strength and the character to remain grateful, even though you are in a situation that you don't want to be in, a situation that you know is not ideal, you know whatever whatever adverbs you want to add to it, and that that is a true sign of the character that you have. So yeah, that's awesome. No, uh, that that's that's what I want to be right there. <laughs> no I want to be grateful. During the coronavirus times that everybody is freaking hating, including myself. Sure. I, I want to try to find something to be grateful for. And so, yeah, I, I love it. No, and I'll add on to this because I, I don't remember what what post I made or whatever, but somebody, and I wish, I'm sorry, I can't. That's one of the problems with Facebook and running a page is sometimes you just don't remember who said what. <laughs> but someone came in and said it is impossible to complain. I think it was a post about complainers, but they said it's impossible to complain if you have a grateful heart. And I was like, when I re first read his yep. comment, I was like, step back. And I said, is that true? But, you know, it's become one of my mantras so Just much. Just soak it up. And yes. Yeah. And I, but I, it's become one of my daily mantras where I write down in the morning on my little journal thing, one thing I'm grateful for. And yeah, it awesome. completely sets your mindset up for the day. 
because it's hard to complain when you're trying to be grateful. Yeah. And so, no, Hannah, that's a, uh, as far as having a healthy mindset, maintaining it, rejuvenating your drive for self-improvement, I think that might be one of the keys, especially when you're stuck on that island and you're the only, and you feel all alone and you're the only one out there doing it. So hundred percent gratefulness. And that is, that's also going to sustain, you know, sustain the level of your drive. You know, you, you used the word drive earlier. That's going to sustain your drive instead of allowing it to just completely bottom out to where when you are put into a better situation, then you're starting at zero instead of if you continue to be positive, continue to be grateful and, and keep that drive going, you get into a better situation and then it's just like gas on the fire and, and you're rocking and rolling. So yeah, it's a great, great mindset for sure. hundred percent, Jeremy, hundred percent. Nice question, Hannah. It wasn't even a weird question. I, I was expecting something a lot more often. No. So we'll have to talk about what's weird and what's not weird. We'll have to figure that part out. All right. Um, this one comes from Vincent Dunn, which I think people know that name enough. So, but FDNY, Vincent Dunn says, it is better to be lucky rather than smart. But if you're smart, you have a better chance of being lucky. Uh, to me... Kind of the first thing I think of when, when you say that is, you know, you, you know your job, you know what you're doing, you have experience, and you, you're putting yourself in good situations to where when things bad happen, you're in the, the best possible spot to get lucky to avoid that. But basically, I, I guess that's, that's kind of how my mind perceives that. I like it. Uh, Tyler Moore said, never be heard complaining, especially to yourself. And that comes from fit to fight fire. He, he attributed it and I like it, especially to yourself. I like that. Um, all right, one more, and then I'm going to hit you up on books and the five questions for firefighters. So the last one for the day, which means I have a whole bunch more to go over. So, but that's fine. So here it is. This one probably applies to you a little bit. It might, it might, uh, I don't know. We'll see what you think of it. It says this one comes from firefighter, Michael, I probably mispronounced it, Breikalt, City of Albuquerque Fire Department. And he said, obsession is a word that weak people use to describe dedicated people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> try to think of just to put in words what I'm thinking right now. Man, that that, that to me speaks of those people that, you know, are the mediocre people that we talked about earlier that maybe feel, what's the right way to put it? They, they feel like they're getting shown up maybe by the, by the, the people that are wanting to do good things. They're, right. they're, the whole... they're basically just throwing mud to, to bring somebody down. It sounds like to me. Quit making us look bad type deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that, that goes back to something that, that I've had a few discussions on is you know, wolves don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. I like it. And and that that I love that. Man. I love that quote or statement, whatever it is, man, that that's awesome. And I completely, completely stand on it. And, and no, it doesn't matter it. what those people say, it's not gonna change what I want to do. No, and, and it goes back to earlier what we said, look at who's saying what, and then either wear that comment with pride, you know, and now if someone you respect starts uh, throwing shade, you need to start really looking in the mirror. 
you know, but when yeah. you, you definitely, uh, it definitely matters where it's coming from, but I agree with you a hundred percent. When the dogs are barking, man, just keep on walking. You don't have time to stop and throw stones at them. So <laughs> Jamie McCayman, uh chimed in and said, I'll go one further on Vincent's quote. He is right. But if you're smart, you don't need much luck. And so I can't disagree with that. Smarter you are, the less yeah. luck you will need. So yeah. awesome, man. Hey, I really enjoyed doing these quotes with you, man. We'll have to, we may even do a, a round fun. two at some point. So, but I do want to get to the, yeah. the other things, which is, um, I always like to ask, and if you guys have more comments or questions on the quotes, please bring them up. But, uh, I always want to ask, do you have a book that you think firefighters should read? Crew first culture. What's your suggestions? I, I am, I am admittedly not the greatest reader. Uh, luckily for me, well, I've got an hour and a half commute to work. And so I kind of rotate between listening to podcasts or during that time and listening to audio books. So nice. I, I, I listen to books. I don't, I don't do any reading, but I guess you could say it's the same thing. So just a, a few that have that really kind of spoken to me since I almost call it my rebirth, you know, probably about a year ago is really when I started getting fired up again and getting back into it. And that's, that's kind of when I started consuming content. So, uh, really the, one of the biggest is Simon Sinek start with a Y nice. because I, man, I have seen so many times it's just you stuff pushed at you, but you don't get, you don't get why, you know, okay, why are we doing that? Well, no answer. Or oh, why can't we do this instead of no answer? Or, you know, it, it just, and the frustrating thing for us or you know, anybody in a leadership, formal leadership role, I would say, is that we're expected to stand by these things to the people below us. I can't honestly stand by something that you can't sit there and truthfully give me a why as to what, why we're doing it. Right. I, I just... It, it just burns me up inside. And so that, that book is, was awesome. It's if you haven't read that and, and especially if you're somebody that feels a lot of frustration to do with that type of situation, it's, it's good for sure. hundred uh, percent. I'm a, a couple Simon of the Cynic others. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say I'm a Simon. No, Cynic, go ahead. I'm a go Simon Sinek freak. I love everything he's written and posted on YouTube and talks. I try to catch him all yeah. the time. So yeah, Simon Sinek is one of my heroes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. No, I'm just kind of getting in and really, you know, I, I, I've heard, I say, I've heard quite a few books that, that, that are really good, but a couple of the other ones that really just hit me good right in the heart or, uh, Jocko Willink's first two books, extreme ownership and the dichotomy of leadership. And especially if, if you haven't, if you've read them and haven't heard them, over audio book, you should listen to them on audio because he reads them himself. And anybody that's listened to his podcast knows he's just, he's just got a voice. I don't care who, who he was. If, if I didn't even know who he was, you hear somebody with that voice and, and you're going to want to listen. He's just right. got a voice. It's just like, dang, this guy, <laughs> this guy's been through some stuff, you know, he's got something to say and you don't even know anything about it. So listening to those books was it was cool i i got a lot out of them and it was just cool 
listening to him read his own book. I, I really enjoyed that. Awesome. No, uh, I've never been an audible guy. I've never been able to listen to books until um, Eric yeah. Saylor's came on the scrap. I want to say around number 29 or so. And he talked about his method yeah. of doing it. He would just get books on audible and listen to him while he drove. And then if it was a really good book that he really enjoyed listening to, then he'd buy it, then he'd highlight it, and then he'd take notes. And so okay. I've, I've started yeah. doing that. Now I've, I've, I've been uh, introduced to the world of Audible, thanks to Eric Saylor's. And uh, so I'm doing Lou Holtz's, I wish I could remember the name of it right. That's one thing is I don't have the book to look at, so the name isn't as yes. printed. But yeah. Lou Holtz is winning. Um, it, it, but yeah, I've, I've, I'm blown away that how much time I've wasted driving when I could have been enjoying some great books. So anyway. I just... I personally don't have time. I say that I, everybody can find time for something. Right. Uh, right. As I'm saying that it, it's kind of a cop out, but you know, I've, I've got a full time career job trying to do a lot at, I've got all this side stuff going on. True force culture. I've got, I live on a 10 acre farm with shoot. I don't know now, but dozens of animals. We've got seven kids. So you have a few kids. I knew that are still at home. So, yes. So, so, you know, time is a very, very valuable commodity to me. So I, I would, I'm more than happy of spending my reading time just listening. I guess I'll say that. Sure. And that commute time, man, are you taking advantage of that? That's awesome. Yes. That's, that's been a big, you know, like I said, it, it kind of since that, what I call the rebirth, you know, before that it was just, you know, I, I like, I love music and I love lots of different kinds of music and I would just rotate between genres, but it's just mindless. You know, you, right. you listen to music, it's just mindless. You know, you're, you're not really, and I'll still, I'll have a day every now and then that, that it's a music listening day and, and that's fine. But yeah, the, just, just trying to visualize and, and think about, the growth that has occurred just in those 90 minutes back and forth every day is, and I've, I've listened to some, some good podcasts. I've, I've learned about some people in the fire service that are, that are saying the same things that I would say myself, like they are literally the same person. And it's, it's, it's really cool to kind of branch out and, and listen to these things and kind of broaden that horizon for sure awesome all right well it's time for the five questions for firefighters are you ready mr jeremy sanders all right all right I'll do my best it don't matter there's no right answers it's just your opinions <laughs> that's so. good all right number one what is the number one issue facing the modern fire service i think i think we discussed it earlier i just think it's the failure of our veteran population sharing the knowledge, the experience to the younger generation. I just, and this may be just a personal, what I'm seeing, but you know, we, we just need stronger senior leadership and, and kind of on the same lines as we need better uh, promotional. What, what's the word? preparing for, for promotions you know that, I, I just feel like we don't really focus any on getting people prepared for that next level and so both of those things are just I want to see a shift in the culture of, of both of those areas that's that's what I want so bad 
to give everything I have to give to make as much change as I can in those two areas. Nice. What, number two, just so you know, what is the thing you are most excited about for the future of firefighting? Man, I, I'm personally excited about social media, where it's going. You know, I, I hear, you, you hear all the time the, the dangers and the, the negatives about social media, and I guarantee you they're there. I'm not, I'm not saying at all that they aren't there. If, if you want to be absorbed in negativity, you can do it all day, every day with no problem. Oh, absolutely. But the amount of positive influence, the amount of inspiration, just the the stories of these people that are out there, it's just, it's amazing. It's just amazing the amount of people out there wanting to do good. And if, if you don't look for that, you don't see it. And man, I, I have, I've truly been blessed with, meeting some great, solid, humble, just awesome people over social media. I've never met them in person. I would have never, ever met them in person if it wasn't for that. And so, you know, I I just, I've really, really enjoyed the the positive that social media has brought to me and and my career life. That's awesome, man. That's the first time that, that answer has actually been given as far as the future. I like it. Unique. Best rank or position to have in the fire service? Uh, uh, I, I've I've enjoyed every position I've been in to a point. I I struggled as a lieutenant. I didn't. I will be honest. I didn't really like that position. But I I think the more and more I work as a captain, the more I enjoy it. You know, I. I get to be the one that determines if my station is a great place to be right or on. a crappy place. To be. Right on. There is nobody else in that station that I can put that on. So if it's a crappy place, it's on me. And so it's cool to have all these kind of visions in my head throughout my career of, of, of the crew I want to be a part of and actually have a hand in forming that in real life. And so that, I'll, I will say now that being a captain, being a station officer is absolutely my favorite place. 100%, dude. I can't argue with that. That's my answer. My opinion also, so you got max points on that one. All right. <laughs> Number <Awesome>. four. <laughs> the best advice, and it's funny because we've held a whole bunch of quotes that are mainly advice today, but best advice you've ever received? Uh, uh, it's You know, we, we talked before pushing the record button about this, and, and – you know, uh, this was a very spur of the moment thing, and I, I did not, not expect to be on here up until a couple hours ago. Right. But I, ha- I have listened to several of your later episodes here lately, and just kind of running through my head some of the answers to this. And this is probably the hardest one for me, and not because I haven't received good advice, but just because it, maybe it's hard for me to kind of verbalize that. But I think some of the best advice I've, I've kind of been told or, or just absorbed is just be patient. Yes. Take things slow. You know, if, if things come up, just hang on, get the whole story. Let's, let's figure out. And, and this is more, I think this came from parenting. You know, this is a parenting one oh one. 
you you get one kid coming to you saying the other one kid hits you and <laughs> yeah. you go spanking the other kid before you get the whole story you're in trouble because it's probably not the whole story right so to me especially as you know being a station officer right now just getting the whole picture before things get you know before you get upset before you get irritated and and to me it, that's kind of coming to play here lately with me because you know, I am fired up. I do want to do a lot of stuff, but there's some people that don't. And so to me, I can either get mad at that and force them to do it, or I could just go do it. And, and, you know, if they want to join me, that's great. Let's go. Let's do it. If you don't, then hopefully tomorrow you join. Right on. But I'm not going to allow that to draw or to drag the passion out of me. You're not going to take that from me. So that's maybe that's 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 probably a rabbit hole that I just but it all trying to tie them both together. But you know, whatever. <laughs> patience and passion. I like it. That's your best. I mean, I, that's hard to argue with, man. Uh, final question, and this one is uh, the heavy fire. You got house, heavy fire, and tenable space. Would you rather be assigned to the nozzle or first in on VES? I, I got to have the nozzle, man. I think I think with the nozzle, I have the opportunity to go in and create livable space, tenable space, whatever you want to call it for, you know, and we're just, you know, how we run things. We're searching as we go in anyway. So hopefully we're, we're hitting the, the main areas as we go in anyway, but at that nozzle, I am, I am bringing the answer and the solution to that problem. And so, you know, as we move in, as we're knocking fire down, we're creating a better chance of survival for those people. And, and, you know, if, if it's another crew that gets to save, that's great. But, you know, that fire has got to be knocked down. And so you can still, I, you I'm can more still, than happy to be. Yeah. Right. Do what? You can still let them know you made it happen. That's right. <laughs> I love it. That's it, man. Five questions for firefighters. You awesome. handled them well. I agree. Like I said, you got One, max two, points bye. on best rank. So, all right. Um, uh, that's it for this episode of the weekly scrap. Next week we have Justin Lorenzen of OKC fire coming on, talk about training and culture and leadership. The week after we got Justin Mann, um, a man, you know, very well. It's my driver. That's yeah. It. Uh, it's going to be a good August kicking off, uh, September. We got Benjamin Martin with embrace the resistance. And so if you've not heard him speak, Benjamin. yes, I know. If you haven't heard him, you got to come awesome. in and check it out. So that's my he is, He's one of the guys that speaks to me. Yes. I, dude, uh, Embrace the Resistance is – and to hear him talk about it is is what really is. Yeah. You get this kind of uh, – uh, when you hear Embrace the Resistance, you think one way, and then you hear him talk about it, and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's going to be good. I mean, it's coming up is good. Jeremy – I cannot personally say thank you enough for stepping in. I called you like at three o'clock said, Hey, you want to do a scrap tonight? And you're like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. So I can't say thank you enough for stepping in on short notice and being the pinch hitter. Uh, it was awesome. And I'm glad I got you in here. Thank, uh, thank you for everybody with the comments, the questions, Mark alone chimed in and said, patience is the hardest advice to follow for most of us. And I think that's pretty much Absolutely. spot on. So, Thank you for all the questions, comments. Thank you, Jeremy Sanders, for being on Weekly Scrap number 43. Uh, Crew First Culture, check him out on Instagram, on Facebook, on the interwebs. Uh, the podcast is going well. And uh, 
All I can say is for everyone else, I hope the tone stays silent. Unless it is burning, stay safe out there. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Scrap. Please subscribe and please share. We'll see you at the next episode.